Hi, this is Lawrence Gowan of Six, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I am Bruce. And I'm Chris. Today, we've got a real special show for you. We've got Lawrence Gowan of Sticks fame. Uh, I know myself, speaking for myself, I've been a fan of of Sticks forever, and this is going to be a real treat to talk to him. And I know Chris, as a fellow Canadian, you're interested in speaking with them as well. Hello. Hello, it's Lawrence Gowan of Sticks Con, Bruce Moore. Hey, how are you, Lawrence? I'm very well. How are you, Bruce? I'm doing great. Can you hang on one second? Let me get my partner on the line. Yeah, sure. All right, hold on one second. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Chris, it's Bruce. We have Lawrence on the line. Lawrence, meet my partner, Chris. Chris, meet Lawrence. Hey, man, how are you doing? Very well. How's it going today? Oh, it's going great. Uh, Before we get started here... Um, I just want to say, you know, I live in North Virginia now near DC, but I originally grew up in Canada and I'll never forget seeing the Criminal Minds video when it debuted on video hits on the CBC back in the day, way back in the day. Well, that's, that's great. We just, that's it, funny. That's what a coincidence. So you're, where are you guys right now? I'm in Richmond. And, uh, I'm just outside DC in Virginia. Virginia, yeah. Last night our show here, we're, we're up in, uh, you know, Casino Rama, up in Orillia, uh, Ontario. So we played here last night. We are playing here again tonight and with sticks, and we, and we played Criminal Minds last night. We'll play it again tonight. So, so it's kind uh, of good talking to a guy that actually saw the original before the original happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the girl that hosted video hits? Uh, Samantha. Samantha. And that was like, uh, yeah, yeah. And that song came out just on the cusp of when much music was starting, if I remember correctly. So <laughs> anyways, you're the lead singer of Sticks now. What was it like going from being such a successful solo artist in Canada and joining Sticks and then having to sing their songs? Well, very different, quite honestly. But having said that, you know, every time I go to make an album, we kind of create something of a band in the studio anyway, and then being on tour solo, you know, the, the, the biggest difference, quite honestly, Chris, is that it, instead of I, instead of me being responsible for every single little piece of minutiae that, uh, that, 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 that's involved, you, you've got a band effort, and that, when you're sharing the, uh, the burden, although it's not really a burden, but the responsibility, I guess, with, um, with other guys, you tend to make more balanced uh, decisions and, and you tend to kind of write the ship a lot quicker than when you're trying to do the thing uh, on your own. Um, I, I, I like both, though. I really do. I mean, I, I right after I finish this series of stick shows, we play here tonight in Canada and then we go back to New York uh, for tomorrow night. Then I return to Canada and start up a, a, a series of, uh, of solo shows. I, I like the the kind of yin and yang, I suppose you'd say, of, of both, you know, the balance of both, where in, in Sticks, it's, uh, I'm part of a great legacy with this band, and I, I can lean on that very heavily. And whereas in my in my own world, the the, uh, the responsibility, the accountability factor goes way up, and uh, I, I enjoy that too, if, we, if we're able to pull it off. Yeah, absolutely. I actually saw a video 
uh, I think from a drum company about the drummer in your band. And, and it looks like you guys are having just a ton of fun on the road and like you're a really cohesive unit as a band. I think, I think what happens is you get, well, let's call it more seasoned. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when, you play, when you play with great players, they're constantly um, challenging you to, to be up to their level and hopefully vice versa. You know, it's all, it all kind of... So we're very fortunate to be in a band that is uh, that's like that. We really do spur each other on. And, um, you know, we, we, as a result, we don't, we don't accept um, anything less than, than, than our best performances, you know, and, and whatever it takes to, uh, to, to uphold the, the, the sticks uh, brand or whatever you want to call it. So um, mixed in with that is this is a really great factor. The guys in the band have a great sense of humor, and so we do enjoy each other's company on stage and off. And, and it's uh, we just celebrated JY's birthday yesterday, and uh, that's like a pretty raucous occasion. And then you end it with us playing a concert in front of a few thousand people, and everyone's got big smiles on their faces. So. What is this you complain about? <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Um, when you joined Sticks, did you guys have to change the key of the songs, or did your voice already fit the key the songs were originally written in? That is a great. That's a great question. You know, it's, what's funny is uh, when when they first called. So it was early nineteen ninety nine. So just over over twenty years ago now. Um, I, you know, and they asked, you know, we think you might be the guy that can should join the band. <laughs> I said, okay, I'm really, I'm really honored. Let me, give me a, just give me an hour to take this over. And um, they said, sure. So I immediately ran out the door, got in the car, went down to a, a local vinyl record store, grabbed a copy of Grand Illusion, came home, put it on, and realized, oh, we have the same vocal range. So, oh wow. But you know what's funny is you're the first person in 20 years that's ever asked me that question in that manner um, about the keys because. I, I happen to believe quite strongly that the original key to the song is then in. It's only, it's a rare occasion when you can kind of get away with altering that key or lowering it and still having the same emotional um, connection to the song. It, it shifts it. It's, I don't know how, but subtly it shifts it into a, into a different thing. Look, sometimes it can actually be, be better, but for the most part, especially in, in classic rock, um, the keys of those songs are, are kind of pivotal to that, the whole tone of it. And, and no, I can I can tell you, Sticks perform every single song we do is in the key in which it was originally recorded. No, we're we're able to still hit the notes, and we still, you know, probably why we still use our tight pants. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome, Bruce. So Lawrence, what I was wondering is. Uh... As you mentioned, you're a more seasoned player as opposed to the uh, the dirty word of being older. Um, do you find it increasingly more difficult to get out there and play shows? Because, I mean, looking at your schedule and your itinerary, you guys play quite a few shows, I mean, even you know at this late stage in the game. You know, we travel really well. That's, that's one of the things that... Um, and we're accustomed to it. We've done this for, you know, I, I've done it for 40 years. So I'm accustomed to this, this kind of... Uh, uh, pace 
to, to my life. Quite frankly, I get better sleep and better rest when I'm on a tour. And I, <laughs> like, when I get home for a bit, the agenda is just like really pressing. I got to get this done and that done. All these things that you're able to, uh, well, not ignore, but, but kind of put off when you're on the road. You know, I'll do that when I get home. <laughs> yeah, right. So we tend, because we tour so much, that really is uh, very much uh, connected to what, what Chris was just asking. That's part of why we were able to focus on it so intensely and so, you know, to the exclusion of just about everything else. And, and we had an amazing crew and, you know, great bus drivers and all that type of thing that they, they keep us really... Uh, it's almost embarrassingly comfortable, quite honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm good talking to you now. From, oh, my God. It's, it's essential. Because yeah. You know, the, the biggest thing that we're trying to avoid is over over fatigue, burning your voice is number one. It all comes down to trying not to burn out your voice and, and having the energy to do this. The, 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 the energy level of a stick show is is not like a band of our vintage. You know, we really act and perform as if we're 25 years old on stage. It's, it's, um, it's an adrenaline... Uh, uh, you know, induced uh, high that happens when you're playing music on stage, and when it, when the music is high energy, like sticks music is, um, for the most part, you just feel like you physically want to engage with that. So right. we keep ourselves good, we travel well, and it's not that great a burden unless you happen to get sick, and that's that's the one thing you have to avoid like crazy. Yeah, sure. I mean, I totally get that. So, how do you stay healthy on the road then? Because being the front man of the band, not only do you have to perform, you know, to your best ability every night, but you also have to meet thousands and thousands and thousands of fans while you're out. It's it's just such an important part of the of the process. So you're shaking hands and you're doing all this touching. How do you kind of keep yourself healthy? You know, uh, another great question. About ten. Maybe 15 years ago, we were in Las Vegas, and we went and saw Howie Mandel. And, you know, he was the first guy that, <clears throat> pardon me, after his show, he offered us a fist bump. And I'd never seen it before, right? Suddenly he's holding out his fist, and I'm like, the hell's this? But I remember he insisted on going around the room doing that, and he said, he just very politely, but, but succinctly said, okay, I got another show tonight, we saw his matinee. We had a show ourselves. I got another show tonight, and I got to be really careful about not getting sick. So he does this fist bump thing. Well, that that's the first time I'd ever seen it, and it really has caught on. But believe it or not, we do, <laughs> you know, we do we do use that, you know, as much as we possibly can, because not only that, but you have to think of the people. You know, yes, we're meeting every day. We there's some kind of meet and greet. We meet fifty, sixty, or seventy people. You know. You're exposing all of them too to the fifty or sixty or seventy. You know, yeah. we can't we can't go around in a bubble and and, and be uh, germaphobes. But at the same time, we can be realistic about these things. You know, we've learned how it, it's, it's amazing. After we've met a group of people, every single one of us goes. You know, we know it's like we got to go it's hand wash time. We're like kids in grade school almost. You know what I mean? <laughs> I often thought that if I was a band manager, I would have hand wash stations. We do. I don't hear that Oh, yeah. you got to probably bathe in that crap. Like, oh, yeah. It doesn't sound like the kind of question you'd ever get asked, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. 
but it's really relevant now. It's very, very relevant, you know. <laughs> because, you know, I, I, I use the word, I use it hesitantly, but the word responsibility. People go out of their way to come and see a show. You know, the, the things that they have to go through today to get to that show is, you know, by, by 8 o'clock start, etc. You owe it to them to put the best version of you on that day, on that stage. It's just, it's a different mentality now than it was before, where it's like, oh, he's late. Oh, look at that. He's, he's, he's out of his mind. Oh, yeah. It just, that doesn't fly anymore. So we want we want to get as close to excellence as we can every day. I've only got one more, because I promise to keep this uh, short, 15 or 20 minutes, but what was it like when you found that those master tapes were destroyed in that fire? I mean, they had to be, like, devastating, correct? Yeah, you know... That's a terrible thing. It really is. It, it's just, God, it's um, my own life now is is connected to that to their legacy. And then again, I'm, I'm, I don't want to just you know focus it on sticks. When I, when I started reading the list of what was gone, I thought, oh my God! I just hope. I don't know. Maybe you guys know. I just hope that that stuff had been digitized. You see, this is the other side of the coin. Is you know, the digital technology is a phenomenal thing. It's, it's, it's enhanced our lives in so many ways. It's just that in your previous question, to, to make a, a classic rock album sound the way the mission does, we had to ignore the digital technology. But the digital stuff that exists now can save catastrophes like that from ruining things forever, you know? And you know, you know my hope with all this is that Universal had a staff working on backing all these up to the digital platform. Uh, when I was an audio engineer in Vancouver, I spent weeks and weeks and weeks doing nothing but digitizing tapes. So I would think, you know, a major label like Universal, it was Universal, right? I think. Anyways, my hope would be that they had a staff that was doing that constantly. Well, as you know, Chris, though, I mean, it's, it's, it's laborious. I, I did it with my old masters, uh, fortunately. Yeah, yeah, you know, like at the at the warehouse studio in Vancouver, uh, John Vertasic, the great tech that worked there, rest in peace. He actually made these custom ovens with like light bulbs and stuff, and a thermometer. The thermometer would trigger the light bulb to go on or off to get it at the right temperature while they were baking the tape. I think I think it's like 118 degrees, or is it 108? For I can't remember. But I've got like six hours to eight hours. All right, you got to help me out here. What does that do? That loosens them up so they're playable again or so they don't break when you throw them on the machine? I'm not sure what that does. Yeah, explain that. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't want to take up time talking about this. I mean, we're talking to Lawrence Gowan here. But anyways, the uh, the particles on the tape that, that record the audio, the magnetic particles, um, over time, they get kind of sticky and they'll shed. So once you bake the tape, it kind of solidifies those and you can get another one or two plays out of them. Right, that makes sense. One or two plays, you can digitize them and save, and save the, the material. It's funny, it sounds like we're, we're probably putting quite a few people to sleep with this kind of stuff. What's important to me is that as we witness this in our lives, our, our lives now, rock music is a great musical statement of the last half of the 20th century. So it deserves to be archived properly, the new technologies, the new technologies to, um, you know, to offset or to avoid those, these, these kinds of uh, issues. Right on. I agree with you, brother. Yeah, me too. Hey, Bruce, I think we're a bit over time here. Yeah, I know we are, but I don't mean to bother you, Lawrence. I'm sorry to have kept you this long, but it's uh, truly a pleasure talking with you. 
been a fan for, well, at least 20 years and a fan of the band for even more than that. So thank you for everything you do and thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to us. Oh, man, it, uh, that was great. Great questions, guys. It was uh, a pleasure to talk. Don't worry, guys. It was very interesting. Come see us in 2020. Oh, yeah, man. If you guys come to North Virginia in 2020, you better believe I'm going to be there. That was a great interview, right? I mean, I was pretty stoked that he likes our questions and he... Uh, and he actually just humored us and took the time to do it. It was pretty, pretty freaking great. Oh man, that was a once in a lifetime interview for me. And I like that he got us because I know not many people do, but he got us. It was great. We just spoke with a, a legend, and uh, hope all of you out there enjoyed that interview. I know I totally did. Oh man, that was amazing. I really appreciate when people go along with us, even if they don't like us. Just pretending to makes me feel at least uh, that I'm doing something right. Cheers. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.